everybody. This is Happy Work Environment, the podcast, and with you is your host, Lana Maher, co-hosting with David Andrew. And today we will be talking about corporate wellness resolutions. We will be discussing what has the impact of what has been labeled as the global pandemic been on our mental and physical health? And what lessons can we learn from the past two years that we can apply and set as New Year resolutions? And why is it important for organizations to bring employees together and facilitate conversations around what has been happening in the past two years and how it affects them and the fears that they have? and find solutions collectively to work together and be well together. Hi, David. Hey, Lana. How are you? It is really great. And like every podcast, I announced the number of the podcast and this is the ninth podcast. It is. It just gives me so much joy just to keep on counting. Listeners, expect every podcast you're going to know which number it is. And we do wish that we are progressing and getting better and better at this. I think we have done really well so far. There's been a lot of traction. People are engaging with our posts on LinkedIn, especially the last one. I was really excited to see that so many people were engaging and I hope our podcast is helping them. Yes, and that brings us to... If you want to engage with us and ask us questions or give us feedback, comment, tell us what you're thinking, you can engage with us on our LinkedIn page, which is a happy work environment. It's our corporate page and you can find us there and we'll be happy to respond to you and engage with you too. So let's go into our topics like this past two years that we've all been going through with this virus going on and with governments trying to find ways to to, uh, keep us healthy and keep us safe. So we wanna go into the impact of all of this on us as individuals. What has the impact been on us mentally and physically having this this pandemic going on and having all of these different rules, regulations, restrictions? Uh, Some are viewing it as good and some are not being able to cope with it. Uh, And And we're going to express how we've been experiencing it and from our own clients and people around us, how they've been experiencing it. So, David, what have you been seeing in the world around you of the effect on, on us as human beings mentally and physically? A great question, the world around me. I live in a very small world at the moment. Uh, I've not been able to travel out of the country. Uh, I live in Birmingham and uh, in the UK itself, I've seen that the pandemic has altered our lives. And uh, in a way, 
it has created a global chaos and uncertainties with some very devastating impacts on people and their businesses uh, in these last few years. And I, that's what I've seen. That's what I've observed. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of people over the last two years. This is the topic that everybody's talking about, the effects, the impact of pandemic. And what I noticed, Lana, was that there is a sense of fear, a sense of uncertainty, even a sense of hopelessness in some people's tone of voice and their body language. And, uh, you know, and people articulate their feelings in many, many different ways. But the underlying factor is, I don't know what's going to happen next, when this will all end. So there's a sense of uncertainty. And definitely, uh, I've seen fear really manifest in the supermarkets, uh, in business places, in the family environment, a fear of catching the virus, fear of, oh, what's going to happen to my family member? Unfortunately, some people have lost their family members. That's what I have seen in my world here. Uh, this is what I see. And the news, the media definitely doesn't fall short of telling us how many people are being infected every day. So I don't know if that doesn't create fear, what else does, I'm not quite sure. I hear you, David, that there is a lot of fear that is happening around us. And there are fear from so many different things that's happening, whether it is getting the virus or whether it is losing a job or whether it is taking some kind of medication and you're afraid of the adverse effects. Like it's just like fear, 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 you know, fear of losing someone, fear of ending up in the hospital. It's just so much fear piling up on the fear. And yeah. I mean, I would say fear multiplied. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it, it is, like you said, it's it just this fear brings in more and more divide. It's not bringing people together. Like it, it is bringing more divide in the sense that how come you're not experiencing the same fear that I'm experiencing? And probably both sides ha do have fear, but it's different types of fear. And everyone is trying to justify that their fear is, um, I don't know, better. <laughs> My fear is better than yours, Lana, or vice versa. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, we are trying to measure our fears. You know, the more fear we show to somebody who's already fearful, there seems to be like an energy there, fear energy. But if you say, I'm not worried about the virus, it doesn't bother me. They think that you're crazy. Mm -hmm. So, well, that's how it appears to be. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's another thing. It's like, how are you not afraid 
oh, that means maybe you're an inconsiderate person and uh, you, you're not caring for anybody but yourself. So that is also creating more and more divide that, yeah, how come you don't have a fear? Mm. It's almost like you're pushing a or creating a guilt on somebody who's not too concerned or is not too bothered or is not that afraid. Say, say you're making them feel guilty for the way they are feeling. Yes, and, and, and labeling them as reckless <laughs> or foolish uh, when you don't really know. Like, what if they are taking their vitamins? What if they're exercising? What if they're meditating? What if they're removing all stressors in their life? What, what if they're taking other kinds of medication? What if they're out in the nature? What if they're not socializing as much and, you know, and they're washing their hands? And what if they're doing all of these things? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the examples of those people and uh, everything that you just said uh, that uh, I have uh, maintained my ill health or as a lot of people know, I was a very sick guy, you know, popping pills for everything. And uh, if I've not taken medication of any sort for four or five years and my body has, is, is healing itself, restoring it back to its original self of, you know, my immune system is stronger. I talk a lot about the gut bacteria, which is important. Uh, I eat healthy food. I cook food. So this lifestyle is helping me to not contract any kind of viruses at the moment. You know, I mean, I am sensitive and I'm cautious and I'm aware. I'm not stupid. Like, you know, I mean, we are not totally ignorant of what's going on. But as you said, my fear is not same as your fear. My fear is about that people in close in proximity with me are not looking after their health. Uh, they're ignoring, they're doing things that is damaging their body uh, for many reasons. And I'm not in a position to tell people how they should live. Uh, because it's an ownership that we should all wake up to. It's mm -hmm. our body's biological thing. It's biology. You know, it's, it's, it's not just, it's what we put into our body. Is, it does matter, whether it matters in a short term or whether it matters in a long term, but it does matter. So I think for me, yeah, I have, thankfully, uh, the virus did not affect my physical health, which is a good thing, and I'm grateful for that, but it has agitated, nevertheless, my mental well-being. I've been agitated. So it's not like it's all hunky-dory for me either, you know? <laughs> so we, I have to address my mental well-being. Mm -hmm. Although my physical, you know, health is good, I still have to address my me mental well-being because it will have an impact on my physical well-being eventually. Yes, yes. Would you go deeper on how it affected your mental well-being, how it agitated you? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't want to really spill out everything, but honestly, you know, uh, 
me, I'm a coach and you're a coach, Lana. And we both know that uh, we help other people to overcome challenges or help them to find solutions for their problems. So I had to, I, I sought some coaching. Yeah, I spoke to you. I spoke to some of the other coaches that I work with. And it was all about being able to share how you feel with other people. Uh, not in the sense of self-pity or feeling sorry for myself. So I'm just going to be a drone at you and just drone all day. But I genuinely realized that I was getting irritated a lot quicker. Right? Things would irritate me. And I thought, oh, I'm reverting to my old days of getting angry very quickly. So I took measures or I am still taking measures to not let that escalate any further by a talking to a coach or talking to you or somebody who is not going to judge me, mm-hmm. not going to criticize me. And uh, there's always a solution if you know how to find one and where to find one. And if you're really intent on finding a solution, you will not resolve to secondary solutions for your primary problem. You will look for the right solutions. And that's one of the way I try to take care of my mental well-being. Besides eating good food and healthy and going to bed early, getting up in the morning, drinking a lot of water, eating a lot of greens, cooking food at home, trying to be cheerful, uh, being positive towards things, and just training my brain, my mind to think that way because it's pliable, it's pliable, you know? So that's the way I'm taking care of my mental well-being at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I would say that for me, the time that I got affected by the whole situation was during the first lockdown. And that lockdown was quite like tough. And I felt that, wow, I really miss being around people and the energy of people like my friends and my family. And it was that I felt that need, that bond uh, that was missing, feeling other people's energies around. So what I started doing was I would go out in the nature more. I would lay on the grass without any, uh, without any blanket and just touch and feel the grass, feel the energy of the nature because we are a part of it. So I wanted that, fu- I wanted that fulfillment to happen. Um, and that was m- me finding a way to cope and um, finding a way to fulfill my need of feeling energies of, of, of people, of things that are alive, you know, of beings. The other situations, I just kept on telling myself, okay, Lana, this is a lockdown. Uh, who do I want to embody in order for me to get through this? Because I... I do consider myself as being a social person and liking to socialize with people. I felt like I was locked. And the person that came into my mind was Nelson Mandela. I've read uh, some of his writings and 
really honored how he managed to stay like more than a decade in a prison on an island and just come out as this icon. I want to embody that, that no matter what, even if there's a lockdown outside, there's not going to be a lockdown inside of me. And that is what I started doing. And I, yes, I did uh, care for my health before, and I continued to do so. I even noticed the times that I slipped, like there were times that I ate so much ice cream, like almost every day, you know? And when I realized, oh, wow, it's been like a month and I've been eating so much ice cream every day. What is making me eat this ice cream? What is it that I need more fulfillment in my life that I'm trying to uh, use ice cream to fulfill in my life? And this is about practicing awareness with what is happening in your behaviors. It means that there's some emotional need that needs to be fulfilled. Something needs to be filled, a desire. So once I found that out, I started eating way less ice cream until now it's just maybe once a month or, or less. That is what the effect was on me as, as long as a person. And there are ways to overcome these things. Yes, what's happening in the world, what's happening in government, there are some things that are not in our control. But we want to be aware of the effect of what is happening outside of us. What is the effect happening inside of us? Mm. Do we have fear inside of us? And are we just going to live our life in this fear? Or are we going to recognize this fear and find a way to alleviate this fear, to give yourself comfort, to give yourself safety? Because giving yourself mental comfort and giving yourself safety actually helps your immune system. Your body is in a state of relax, but when we are in a state of fear and stress and anxiety, what happens is that our bodies will produce hormones that are going to help you fight and there's going to be from your blood cells, your T cells, all of the cells are want to help you fight. Your muscle cells is getting you ready to either like run as fast as you can or fight or find a way to survive. So when we are having this fear, we're always on survival mode and we, we over exhaust our immune system and our bodies. And then we are more prone to catch any kind of sickness or any disease and create diseases in our body. We can say, yeah, I have some medications here and there. There are some injections going on here and there. That is not enough. That is not enough. We want to look at the mental state, the emotional state, that fear. What is making your body getting exhausted and cannot fight on its own? We've seen people that rely only on medication and still are sick. Maybe less severe, maybe not. We don't know. We don't know, but it's not enough. We want to look at the fear because that fear has a really great impact on our physical and mental health. Our discomfort causes physical and mental health problems. So we want to look at that. 
and address it, no matter where we stand in the world, what our political views are and what our health views are, we want to look at that, our mental health, our emotional health, because that is the basis. You know, Lana, I, I love what you said because you've really echoed so many people's concerns, really. Uh, one of the examples that you used was the embodiment and you used uh, Nelson Mandela as, a, as an example. And I have read some of his books too which I almost see like a transformation really for being locked down for so long and then coming out as an icon. But also you said that you can be locked down in a physical environment, but you can be free in your mind. You don't have to be locked in. And I think to me, that kind of speaks volumes where fear gets trapped into that locked in situation. You, you want to break out but you don't know how. And if you feel like you want to break out of this, you think the fear is all, our, all around you. It's all there. You are hearing it from so many people, so many stories, so many different things. So it kind of wants me to ask a question, knowing what we know now and what is it that we want our listeners to really take away from this episode how can we help them to create or have a clear thinking around this? Uh, I realize that a lot of what we say is not done in one day or two days or three days, but since it's a business resolution for 2022, we can focus on at least one or two things, you know, take care of our physical health and mental health. Give it a go. Give it a go in your business. Give it a go into everything that you do. I want to take care of my physical and mental health. And out of that place, I want to operate. And then you experience the difference on the level of productivity, the fun part of doing a job rather than a mundane and boring and oh, I've got so much to do. We hear that language. I've done it, right? So, this could be a 2022 where the pandemic at the moment is not going anywhere far. It's still here. We don't know uh, what the government's plans are to steer us out through this this year. Uh, and uh, it can still make us feel a little bit unclear of what's going to happen, but we can create a clear mind in ourselves of what we want to achieve as a business on a personal level, on a spiritual level, on every level, on a holistic level, everything for 2022. And I believe resolutions should be that way, that you're moving forward. It's a determination. It's a, it's a say, I have to achieve this. I put, I put my mind to it. I'm going to be committed. This is a quality decision that I'm making. So we would encourage our listeners and our business people who are listening to this to say, hey, at least make one resolution, one commitment. I want to look after my physical health. I want to look after my mental health. I want to take care of my employees, their mental health, their physical well-being. This could be all part of a resolution. And make yourself accountable or get somebody, be accountable to somebody else because people are here to help. But a happy work environment is all about supporting and encouraging people 
to move forward. To answer your question, what can the listeners take in from everything that we've discussed so far is to be aware of where you stand, of how you're feeling, of what's going on in your life. Realize the habits that, that you're doing, that you're living by. Are you constantly checking the news? And when you're constantly checking the news, is it out of fear? that you are afraid of what's happening, what's going on, and you're looking for some comfort from the news, which we know that the media really doesn't work like that. <laughs> and are you uh, maybe eating too much ice cream, maybe drinking too much alcohol, or are you not moving as much as you used to? Are you being more complacent? Are you putting so much energy in work and maybe not so much energy in your family and in your own life and your other hobbies just to kind of find an escape from what is happening in the world so no let's not escape what is happening let's not create a taboo around what is happening in this world because that's what's happening people are not able to express themselves We're not saying that we want to convince each other who's right, who's wrong. No, there's no right or wrong. Everybody is having an experience. Yes, there is this one big experience, but everyone is having a separate experience. So let me explain this. We have the sun. The whole planet can see the sun. But where you are on the planet, you're going to experience the sun differently. You're going to experience it either being very harsh and dry and hot and sometimes unbearable. You're going to find the sun looking small and hazy. You're going to find the sun looking very big and maybe a little pinkish. In different parts of the world, the sky is going to be looking so different, but it's the sky We could all see it, but we all experience it differently. And that's why I want to bring up that we are all experiencing this, this situation differently. And we all have a right to express it. We don't want to taboo it. We don't want to say, no, you're experiencing it wrong. No, you're wrong. You're right. You're No. And as an organizational resolution is let us bring people together in this organization because in this organization you have people experiencing things differently and that can affect their relationships at work and can affect the business in the long run and also it is affecting people's security at work at some point where they say oh if I don't comply to these rules that I feel that are scary for me as a person and I will lose my job so Which fears do I have to manage the fear of losing a job or the fear of maybe getting an adverse effect or uh, having some mental issues afterwards? So we want to bring this up to discussion. And as a resolution for an organization is that let us have this, we're in this together. Let's not separate the people, even in an organization, for where they stand uh, on their health. No, let's work to collectively. Because even what's happening is that there are some certain rules and regulations that are not helping the organization. 
and then you get to lose really talented people. So why not sit together and find solutions that could work for everybody, find dynamics that could work for everybody and not just say, ah, this is just too difficult. Let's just put one solution out there and whoever is going to comply complies and whoever doesn't, you know, then buy. That creates an imbalance and creates distrust that if I cannot use, like we talked about in our previous uh, podcast, which is equity and equality, and this is where this needs to be applied. If I cannot provide my services with equity or my care to my own employees with equity, that I hear everybody's needs. What are the fears? What are the struggles that they're going through personally with their families that are affecting work, that are affecting their performance? How are they feeling? That is what's important. Bring that equity so we can work collectively. Everyone has a potential. Everybody has a possibility to keep on growing and growing. And this will only happen when we provide that. So David, I mean, we've talked about the impact on ourselves and we've really gone into this because it's such a very massive topic because it's been going on for two years and the effects on us are physically, mentally, in our family structure, in our social structure, in our trust, in our own uh, governments or within each other. It's like so much is there and that is causing a lot inside of us all. We're expressing so much from the bottom of our hearts, from the depth of our hearts. And uh, we would love to hear uh, our, our listeners to talk to us, to, to, to write to us because it's good talk to people and let it off your chest. Let us try and not be judgmental towards one another, right? Because we all need the same help, right? Although as coaches, we help other people, but we are people ourselves. We need help too. So your, your discussions, your feedback, your thoughts will help us because that's what it's all about. We are all in it together. As the government often says, we're all in it together, but really we are all in it together. Thing is that. Until we start taking actions, not to compete, but take actions for ourselves with sensitivity towards others. That is something that I had to learn during this last two years, is to be sensitive. Sensitive to people who don't feel the same as me. It took time, uh, but the more I practice, the better I got at it. Now I just say, okay, I understand where you're coming from. Although I've not been there in your place, but I'm listening, I'm hearing what you're saying. And let's work on this together. If this is a problem for you, let's work on this together. And that attitude, that heart will actually help a lot of people because we are opening, we are listening. We want to help, you know, and... Uh, that's all I really want to say on this subject because it's such a huge subject and I'm sure in 2022 we'll be talking about it again in a different form you know we want to hear some great stories from our listeners to see you know what hey listen guys listen to your podcast and we feel good about it and they say hey you you're welcome to come and share your stories on our podcast if you want to 
because people love to hear stories, transformation stories. So that's all I have to say. Yes, we would love to hear your transformation story here. And we want to talk about our fears. We want to talk about them because when we talk about them, when we share them, then they kind of evaporate and, and they become less and less. But when we keep our fears inside, they start manifesting and they start growing and pickling. And then our behaviors will reflect what is happening inside of us. For an organizational resolution, let the resolution of bringing people together, talking more, having more dialogue, expressing different ideas, learning how to hear and listen to each other's opposing ideas when they're opposing to us and try to understand and find compassion to something that is not resonating with us at the moment, but to find a resonance. And we are here as Happy Work Environment to help you facilitate these discussions, to bring up these conversations with honesty, with facilitation, and to teach everyone how to have these type of conversations so we can create solutions together. That's what it's about, creating solutions together, whether it is getting healthier and overcoming a virus that is happening all around the world, or whether it is a business situation that is happening in the corporation. How can we bring everybody together to come up with a solution that will work for everybody? And it's not just a one-sided solution because that is how we can practice equity in the company and bring more value to equality. So I feel like we can conclude our podcast for today. I'm just saying that 2022, make it a better me. That's my that's my resolution. I want to be a better person, uh, uh, upgrade my skills, uh, be more kind to people, be more sensitive and achieve my milestones on a monthly basis and keep a track record of what I'm doing. 2022, may it be the year that you are in control of your life and in control of how you feel about things and you create the life that you want for yourself. We wish you a happy new year and a lovely year to come. Happy new year to everybody. Bye for now. Thank you.